nurse practitioners and physician assistants. Can they unite? The American College of Clinicians. You are listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Dave Mittman, a physician assistant and visionary for the PA profession. Dave is a past president of the New York State Society of Physician Assistants and was a founder of Clinician's Review Magazine. Most recently, he co-founded the American College of Clinicians, an organization of nurse practitioners and physician assistants. Today we are discussing the Union of Nurse Practitioners and Physician Assistants with the American College of Clinicians. Hi, Dave. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. So tell us, what was your motivation for starting the American College of Clinicians? Well, probably about three years ago, maybe a little bit more, there had been a number of PAs and nurse practitioners that worked together on a journal that we did called Clinician Reviews. And it really was the first journal to recognize that both professions needed the same informational needs. And both professions were held to the same level of care and, of course, the same level of care that physicians were held to. And we turned around and said the barriers for both professions are really the same. The people that don't like one profession generally don't like the other profession. We saw that insurance companies, other large corporations, managed care industry, all of those places held the same barriers to us providing care to their patients, even in a practice with physicians, and that we could work together to to help solve those things. So that was really the common thread that led to the first talking about starting an organization that represented both. All right, so let me clarify. So it's nurse practitioners and physician assistants united and working as a team. Aren't they supposed to be enemies? Uh, I guess they are. Very much like MDs and DOs, we both started out with a huge amount of misunderstanding of each other. Certainly, PAs are trained more in the medical model, very much like traditional medical school, and and NPs are trained in a nursing-slash-kind-of-medical-school model. And there was and still is some ignorance on both sides. What happened was as the 1990s started to blossom, um, the mid-90s, we saw that the amount of NPs and the amount of PAs that were working together in the same practice or in a larger group practice or in a hospital or in an ER really increased, and we started to realize that we were very close. And if you took off our name tags, and this is really paramount, put us in the same specialty, that you probably could not tell the difference of who was what, and that we were really two professions that started out differently. And again, I'll say it's a lot like MDs and DOs, and took different ladders, and we're standing on the same roof, and now saying, okay, what do we do? Are we friends? We really misunderstand each other. Are we cousins, or are we really just separate professions that don't have anything in common? And I think we realized we did. And so the last five, six, seven, eight years, the leaders of both professions, or let me put it this way, many of the leaders, have realized that working together for the common good, and the common good in most of this is patient care and advocating for patients and advocating for each other and advocating for changes in the healthcare system will benefit everyone concerned. So everyone's together as a team. Who serves as the president, a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant? Well, actually, that's a great question. We rotate presidencies. One year it's an NP and one year it's a PA. This year it's a PA who's been in plastic surgery in New York for about 35 years 
and in the middle of doing his cases and uh, tummy tucks in the morning, he takes time out to run, you know, our wonderful organization. And next year, it's a nurse practitioner who's been an educator and is still a clinician. And um, it's funny, the people on the board and a lot of people on committees, and we can extend that to many of our members, really don't see much of a difference anymore. And I'm just as enthused or more enthused about our NP president taking over, who's one of my oldest and really dearest friends, as I was about our PA president taking over. So I think we've kind of gotten past that. What are the short-term and the long-term goals of the American College of Clinicians? Firstly, we're a new organization. Um, We're only three years old, so I guess one of our big short-term goals is just membership. After membership and after having some money to get things done, we've really decided that our next step would be teaching physicians that PAs and NPs are not the enemy and teaching NPs and PAs themselves about each other's profession. There is a significant amount of ignorance from the physician side to what NPs and PAs are about and then from the actual NPs side as to what PAs are about and PAs side as to what NPs are about. And if anyone can understand that, we all want to meddle, but basically it's really about educating all the people involved in providing health care about what we all do and what we all bring to the table. And after that, our long and short-term goal would be advocacy, and it would be advocating where it's appropriate for changes in patient care, advocating for both professions to decrease the barriers that are put up regarding both of us, be it working in in an institution, be it one institution only hires NPs and never hired PAs or vice versa, physicians that are attacking us, which is something that's been going on recently in regard to the retail clinics. And so it's really advocacy would be our long-term goal or largest long-term goal. And then there's just a whole bunch of other goals from tracking of prescriptions to the only your doctor can um, TV ads to postgraduate residencies that PAs tend to have and NPs don't, to setting up rotations and helping teach each other students because rotations are hard to come by. And in many of the programs, and it's the same with medical schools, are having problems getting really high-quality rotations. So it could be any of those things in the future. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Dave Mittman. Dave is a visionary for the PA profession and the co-founder of the American College of Clinicians, an organization of nurse practitioners and physician assistants. So one of your short-term goals was having a name that is recognized that represents both physician assistants and nurse practitioners. Can you tell us a little about that? Sure. The ACC believes, and I think most PAs and nurse practitioners believe, that we should be identified by our name, respective names. And that works, except that there are larger groups that, for some reason or another, need to call us by a combined name. We all remember, and I guess the most common one now is mid-level clinicians or mid-level providers. Before that, it was non-physician providers, physician extenders, I've heard physician substitutes. There's all kinds of strange names out there where people have tried to group both professions together with a single name. And we sat back and said, you know what, none of these names are acceptable to us. And in the evolution of our professions, it's time that we picked a name that at least we thought was positive. 
one was non-physician provider, and it's really hard to start out what you are with non as your first title in your name or combined name. Even mid-level, which is to most people, and I think most physicians who hear it say, okay, that's good, that works, and it doesn't. And the real reason why is you don't want to start out, again, explaining why you're in the middle. Basically, the question is asked, who's on the bottom? And if you're taking care of my son or daughter today and they're really sick, why don't I have the person on top? And that may be another question for another day, but point being, for today, middle wasn't making it anymore. PAs and nurse practitioners can write orders. Nurses fill them, pharmacists fill them, and yet we don't see those people as being lower than we are. We all believe truly that everyone in healthcare has something to bring to the table. And there's not one spoke that holds up the wheel. We are all good, and there's no low-level providers and mid-level providers and high-level providers. And I told the story once to a PA student who said, oh, no, definitely there are levels in healthcare." And I said, if your dad was laying in an ICU and he was dying, God forbid, and there was an RN there holding his hand and putting ice chips in his mouth and really talking to him and caring about him, she would be the highest level provider that you could find at that time. And I guess that's our attitude. So the name that we chose was Advanced Practice Clinician, APC. And basically, it comes off some of the nursing name of Advanced Practice Nurses, and it was a little hard for PAs to get behind. But on the other hand, it starts out with something that says we're advanced. We're not physicians, but we're advanced. We do practice, and we're here. We're clinicians, and we're here to take care of you. And whatever problems you may have, let's start talking, and let's get past some mid-level and why aren't I seeing the highest level. So that's our rationale for our name change. How can the listeners find out more about the American College of Clinicians? The easiest way to find out about us would be to go to our website. It's www.amcollege.org and click on it. And there's everything from our position statements, of which we've taken a number that, in fact, no one else has taken on, to uh, we had a really successful ad campaign to physicians with ads made up by a real ad agency, which was all done volunteer for us and ran in nine doctor journals and was actually seen by millions of eyeballs, not millions of different docs, but millions of eyeballs, and all of those ads are also on our website. So a lot of very interesting things can be found there. I'd like to thank Dave Mittman, who has been our guest today, and we've been discussing the American College of Clinicians. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com.